I'm prolific, so gifted. I'm the type that's gonna go get it. No kidding. Breaking down a switch in front of your building. Welcome, world. Welcome back to another episode of the Lead Well Podcast. My name is Brandon Holland. I'm your host, BW Holland32 on most social media outlets. And uh, got a very special episode planned for you guys today. Um, first of all, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Um, and as always, you know, we don't charge anything for this podcast. We just ask that if you've gotten anything of value, we want to grow this thing organically, just send it to somebody else. Um, and, you know, if, you, uh, if you're listening on Apple, leave us a five-star re- review. We'd really appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, so uh, very special guest today. Uh, I met this guy my freshman year of college um, from the ground. Uh, and it's, a, it's an old football story that I'm sure we'll get into here in a little bit. Um, but I have for us today none other than the Tim Shropshire. Tim, <laughs> thanks for being on, man. Dude, it's an honor, man. It's an honor. It's a privilege. Man, I, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time and being available to do this have for to, us. Man. You're the homie. You're the homie. You're the homie. So I'm man. glad we can make it happen, brother. Yeah, man. So um, let's uh, let's start out to our listeners and to you know to your followers that may yeah. be listening and um, just talk a little bit about your background and kind of how you got to to where you are now. And let's talk about who who Tim Shropshire is. Yeah. All right. Cool. Shrop Squad. What's up? If you're tuning in, uh, man. I guess we go back to Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's where it all starts. 1985. And so, um, you know, born and raised Fayetteville, North Carolina, went to, um, uh, you know, public school uh, there. 71st High School is what I represent. Uh, but more so than anything, man, phenomenal parents, man. That's what we go back to, phenomenal parents. Yes. I got the dopest parents in the whole wide world, man. Um, uh, the If... You know, you know uh, what he said. If supporting a person was a uh, was a person, that's my parents, man. Man, that's they awesome. uh, the gold standard of it. You know, it was me and my brother. Me and my brother were four years apart. I'm the youngest, um, but seeing how they just laid the blueprint down, and it's honor. You know, you don't really value it until you get older. Uh, but the value of yes, having parents, but more so even having a father that's in your life, right? That's doing the right thing, you know, and uh, don't want nothing out of you but greatness, and uh, that can love on you, that know how to switch it up, that can be hard on you, and then also can and say, you know, you can crown my shoulder if you need to, son. Yeah, you know, so uh, so being able to have that, being brought up in a balanced home, never have to worry about a meal. Uh, you know, I ain't never skipped one either, you know, hello, somebody. <laughs> uh, but, um, but, you know, to the point where, you know, my, my parents, they, 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 they did the right thing, man. They, it was, it's, it's an honor to witness that, you know, I, I hear a lot of people's story about, you know, how, how it was a struggle. They didn't, you know, right. man, I, I, I thank God I didn't have to, you know, I'm just letting y'all know, you don't got to go through the struggle now, you know, somebody can do it right. <laughs> so, uh, so it was just an honor to, for, for me to have parents that were just really instrumental in my life. Uh, end up getting a scholarship, go to, you know, North Carolina A&T, that's where we met, yep. you know, and playing football and, um, and, uh, that's when I found purpose. Uh, that's when I reconnected with God and, uh, and, uh, that's when I discovered comedy. 
And also, that's when I discovered Esther Ojari, the little British young lady with the British accent, you know? And uh, that sister, I was like, what up, girl? And, you know, I ain't say like that. I was nervous. But uh, but married my married my sweetheart. And uh, we've been rocking for, you know, been together for 14 years. You know, married for going on 11. And so, uh, yeah, dude. And uh, we have four four beautiful children. Harmony, who is seven years old. Kenzie, who is five years old. Little Tim, who was one years old, and little Evan was uh <laughs> was in quarantine. My God, he <laughs> uh, said that Corona baby. Uh, so he, he two months old, and uh and we we got a dog over there too. So uh so if he's, he he get the barking, that's who it is. So he he just a few months old himself. So I guess I got five kids total, including yeah. the dog. But uh but I'm just a family guy, man. Uh, be, going back to family, going back to my parents. Um, they set the blueprint of family is everything and do everything with family and that's what it's all about you right. know yeah. um uh, this is beautiful that i'm able to be here with my family spend time with my family the reason why i do and have the schedule that i have is because family is first right. you know family is first man so um uh i'm just a family guy I, I, I know my comedy is based on that if you listen to me on stage uh, my first comedy album that i did was called my british wife and i Okay. You know, my second one's called God, Family, and Chicken Wings. You know, right. I mean, hello, somebody. Chicken Wings will bless you. Uh, but uh, family is everything, dude. I love it. I love it. I, I, if it's just me and the kids and my wife, that's it. You know, I'm right. cool. So that's me. That's me in a nutshell. I'm just a family guy. Okay, man. Yeah. So, um, you know, a very, very well-known comedian now. Um, oh, well known. Well, come on now. It depends on what communities we're talking about. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we met uh, freshman year of college. Yeah. Um, you were already on the football team, and I walked on during the spring. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, when you're a walk on, you haven't really had a chance to prove yourself yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you know, first team, you know, always gets to you know gets to run first team defense, and mm -hmm. so. I was uh, I was on the, the scrub offense where we were, was mocking the plays for you guys, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. And uh, and so you know, I thought we was going half speed, <laughs> and so I got back there to running back. And uh, next thing I knew, man, they hand me the ball, and as soon as I touched it, I was looking up at the sky. Stop, man! And there was Tim walking away. <laughs> I was walking away because I didn't I didn't do it. That's why I was walking away because I had nothing I had nothing to do with it. So that won't, I don't know if that was me, really, bro. We gotta go back and watch the film. <laughs> <laughs> but man, you know, a little bit down the road, you know, I ended up uh, at at Appalachia State, and I, you know, had an opportunity to do a little comedy thing, mm. and so, you know, I reached out to you, and you helped me out with some material and some advice and stuff like that, and the show went well. But after that, I realized comedy wasn't for me. <laughs> it won't for you. It won't for me. Hey, <laughs> it's all good. I, I feel like every comic has had that thought, and and that that happened. Like, yeah, this ain't for me. You know, so. So man, so how did how did you get into uh, get into comedy? All right, cool. Um, that's what's up, and it's good for the listeners to hear because they were like, "Man, you you the Instagram comedian." Well, we we got to go back to 2010. Let's do you it. You know, really, really 2000 and uh, 2008 is um, is when no, we gonna we gonna go to 2006. 2006 is when I read my pastor's book, Understanding Your Divine Calling. Mm. 
Okay. And so Bishop Otis Lockett, uh, the late Bishop Otis Lockett, he passed away in 2010, actually, or 2012, something like that. Um, but um, read his book, and this was during a, like a tough time in my life. 2006 is when I actually lost my scholarship at A&T. So okay. I wasn't playing ball all the time. I didn't really, you know, you took you took my what, quote unquote, my God away from me. I worshiped football, man. Gotcha. I, that football was everything to me, man. And so that's all I knew. I lived, breathed, and slept football. And so when God really snatched that away from me, it really woke me up and was like, man, okay, wow. Uh, one, I put football too too high up on the pedestal, and then two. Uh, what am I created to do? What am I on this earth to do? And uh, after reading that book, um, God was revealing to me comedy. It was like, man, there's something I'm implanting in you for the longest. You just didn't know that that's what I wanted you to do. And so uh, God showed me a vision of me on stage. And there was a lower deck of people and an upper deck of people. And I was on stage holding a mic, wearing a black suit with a white shirt with a collar. And he said, that's what I want you to do, stand-up comedy. And I was wow. like, whoa and he confirmed it just like days later um because before this i wasn't doing any stand-up wasn't doing anything i was just maybe just You're cutting just up funny guy right? yeah just yeah. cutting up with the friends you know yeah. and so it's already intimidating to hear do stand-up because you know what that is it's you see you see the bernie max and the you know the you know i uh, think kevin hart wasn't popping that at the time but you know but you see the the bill cosby's in the in the in the sinbads and the earthquakes and the bruce bruce and all that you're like that's stand up that's steve harvey that's you know that's stand up you want me to do that like by myself i ain't got nobody to bounce it off of so um um and he showed me and i ended up getting booked to do an event it was to host an event okay and uh it was crazy because the pastor had preached on you know that particular he's like god he said god will pay you for what you anointed to do and I was like, oh, or people will pay you for what you're going to do or something like that. And I was like, oh, wow. So I had ended up just accident host a, like a uh, Sunday like uh, lunch at our, at our church. We used to like feed the college students like once a month. Okay. And um, I was like, man, let me host it. And so, um, you know, I got on the mic, did my thing a little bit. And girl was like, oh, my God, you fun. And you were like, ah, yeah, what it, what it do? What it, uh. <laughs> just like we were looking for a host for our Greek step show at Greensboro College. And um uh, and um she was like, would love for you to be our host. They paying the host five hundred dollars. I was like, bet. You know, I'm in college. I'm like, yeah. man, yeah, I host that thing for you know five hundred. I was like, let's, let's go, <laughs> right, man? But five hundred in college, man, come on. So um, I was like, yeah, let's do it. So uh, about a week before the show, she called back with like, hey, I just want to let you know, um, we actually don't need a host anymore. It was like because the host that we had originally, something happened with them, but now he's good again. And we don't need you to host anymore. And I was like, dang, that was fast. And uh, <laughs> uh, she said, but no, no, no. She said, can you do stand-up for us for 15 minutes? And that's when I heard the word stand-up again. And okay. I was like, oh, shoot, stand-up. I was like, yeah, I got you. She said, this, now this is only $50. I was like, dang, that's a big jump. You <laughs> know, <laughs> 550 you know. And so... Um, so we do it. We do the show, and I, I remember what I'm wearing. You know, it, it, I'm wearing this green shirt uh, with some with some uh, with some green uh, with some shoes. Uh, the Gators. Uh, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, vans. I had some green vans. You know, I was, it was just I don't know what I was wearing. It was green on green. It was hard. And so I got on stage. They said you got 15 minutes. Four minutes in, bro. Four minutes in. 
I said a joke. It did not go well. Someone in the audience said, huh? And I was like, uh-oh. You're like, what? I was like, uh-oh, because he wasn't understanding the joke. Um, and I looked at this little security guard, and I was like, hey, all right, that's my time. And y'all, I uh, walked off stage four minutes. four minutes in. He was like, hey, man, you got more time left. I said, no, I don't. <laughs> and he said, like, you don't want your check? I'm like, I mean, you better meet me in the car. I said, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. But I drove off so fast. They had to, I think they had to mail me my check. Um, I, I, I was like, I got back in the car, and I said what you said. I was like, this ain't it. Uh-huh. God missed that mm-hmm. one. I was like, I don't know, I don't know what was in that little book I read. Because <laughs> this ain't it. And um that was that. That was my first time ever on stage. The first time I'm doing stand-up. Didn't even do the full 15 minutes. I did four minutes and I walked off and I went to the car and I said it was a wrap. And um just the other day I did 60 minutes on stage and we was having just rocking. So uh it's amazing what happens with time and growth and and but trust in the process. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, been doing stand up for um, a little over ten years, and um, and uh, we just been been rocking out ever since, you know. So I really got really heavy in it, uh, 2010. That's when I really took it serious, um, and uh, that's when I needed like you know got the business name Tim Shrock Comedy, and um, and uh, and then I then 2014 is when I left my job and went full full time in a comedy all in two years later I said I need a job and so <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so that's what that's what uh, you know it's, it's crazy how that happened but um but um and then then we got into videos in 2017 and um and that took everything to another level my prayer was god i want to be i love north carolina i've been loving right. these because at the time i was just doing like um birthday shows and anybody that turned 80 in north carolina i was probably doing a birthday <laughs> okay. i was yeah. i was probably doing <laughs> sister beulah may's you know 80th birthday party <laughs> i was getting booked for all of them. i don't know how the word was getting out there's a boy in favor north carolina from favor he'll do your show so it felt like i was doing all the 300 birthday shows okay and uh but i was like god i want to do more i want to do and uh when i started doing videos it 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 took off and it went from getting calls from goldsboro and greenville north carolina to getting calls from las vegas and new york and la and wow. houston so videos online took me from a like a local cat to more of a national platform wow so, so just staying with it staying with it being consistent and then you, you know it's, it's it's you know when you tell a joke in a room that joke you know primarily just stays in that room when you tell a joke online it goes to the world yeah. So you never know who it reaches. You know, I got a call from Afghanistan one time. I ain't going there. Uh, <laughs> I ain't going there. <laughs> you never know where you never know where a joke will go. I'm for real. <laughs> Man, that's incredible. Yeah, bro. So, um, you know, so one of the the main focuses of this podcast is um, uh, about motivation and leadership. Yeah. And um, you and I were talking a little bit offline about um, a leadership experience that you had yeah. um, where you didn't know that you were, uh, you didn't know that you were the leader. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's get into that a little bit and kind of give our, give our listeners a little bit of that story. And yeah. And- um, you know, pretty much, you know, uh, much is given as much as required, you know, uh, um, God exposes you to things not just for just for you, but it's really for the next chapter in your life. And um, you know, you said it right when we talked. He's like, "Hey, when I came in, you were playing. I was. I came in. I was a rookie of the year. You know, I was balling out my first year. 
um, you know, kind of got into some things in my second year, but I played right away. You know, the guys, you know, they, they were like, man, we, they poured a lot into me. And, um, um, I think when, when, when I, when I set out that sophomore, that junior year, I think I thought my influence changed because I set out and I thought like, man, well, the guys are not going to respect me um like that because i i I'm, I'll, I'll just be a talker because i'm not playing you know I'm, I'm, I'm on probation and all that and stuff you know academic probation i can't play and and i, I and so i thought what people view me as quote unquote a leader i thought they didn't view me that anymore because you know i failed quote unquote, i thought i failed right uh, to them they were like man it's life is it it is what it is we but we know you 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 left your mark so when it was time for me to play again I played ball going to now my redshirt junior year, my redshirt senior year, you know, I played, but I didn't play with the conviction of a leader Okay. because I, I just kind of, I had this little thing on my back as, as like, man, I let you guys down. And I, I had this guilt and this shame mm-hmm. that I wasn't willing to shake off. And them boys, they didn't see that. They were like, we don't care about that anymore. Right. So, but during that, during those two years, man, we lost. We had, we broke Duke's losing streak. We had more lose. Uh, uh, we had uh, more losses than any football team in probably NCAA history. Gotcha. At, at consecutive losses. I think we had lost like twenty five straight. Okay. It was crazy like that. And one of the reasons were was leadership. Okay. Um, leadership at a top level. I'm talking about chancellors. Mm-hmm. Um, leadership from a coaching level. Leadership from a uh, academic level, all that, but um, also leadership within the confines of the team. Okay. Um, and 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 it was one of those things where no one stepped up to say, "Yo, we're not losing again." Hey, right. we're not losing another game. And um, I think people were looking for someone to say that because I knew they knew, "Yo, we gotta stop losing." Right. And, uh, but no one, I think we eventually just like accepted it. Okay. And, um, and I had asked one of the guys, I was like, man, like, who do you think the leader is on the team? They looked at me like, bro, you, you one of the main leaders. And I'm, and I was like, no, 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 no. But, but I did this. I did. Like, Shrop, we, we thought, and it, it broke me down so much because I felt that I took my team through some trials that we didn't have to go through because I didn't know who I was. Okay. I didn't know that I was the one. Yeah. And um, I didn't, and, and then I look back on like, man, clearly you can see, man, you, you was only, you know, you know, it's probably out of the 30 freshmen that came in, you, that was only two that played. Yeah. You know, and we're in your senior year, you're on, the only one that was in your class, that was, that was a true freshman. You're the only one that's left. You know, so it, that thing really hit me, and um, and um, identifying that, identifying that I was a leader, and uh, realizing that I was the change agent, and I felt that you know, just like my story, I feel like I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. Uh, they look at their flaws, and they feel like they, um, they feel inadequate. Yeah. When not realize like, man, you're you're the change agent. You're the one that's gonna you're the change agent for your family. Like you're the one that's gonna break the curse. Yeah. You're the one that's gonna do it for your community. You're the one that's gonna do it for your church. You're gonna, you're the one that's gonna do it for your marriage. And and I had to um I had to deal with that 
And I also saw that that losing mentality that I would allow was trickling to other areas of my life where I was getting comfortable with losing. Um, okay. And so I had to study how to be a winner again yeah. and how to get around winners because people don't realize like, man, when you lose so much, like you did on a football field, you think it just stays on the field. Now nah, that thing bleeds over into life. And so I started, I started seeing that I was taking L's in life, but I wasn't correcting it. Okay. And I was treating it just like how I was with football. But I would, and then going back to leadership, not realizing, hey, you're the one that's going to change it. Yeah. You're the one that can change the financial destiny of your future. You're the one that can do, like, yo, me and my wife, my, me and my wife had a conversation about that. She's like, baby, you're the one. Yeah. She's like, my job ain't going to do but so much, Rob. She said, my job will pay me, my job will pay me this much no matter what. No matter how many babies I deliver, right. they'll pay me this. They was like, but Rob, you're the one. Yeah. You got the untapped salary. You could do comedy Anywhere you can travel anywhere, you can charge whatever you want to charge. You can do videos online. You can make and get endorsements for whatever. You're the one. You're the. I'm like, yo, this sounds like the same conversation I had. So, leadership, man, realizing who you are, realizing that you got it. So, yeah, man, don't get me started, man. (laughs) (laughs) Man, So, you know, I I think you know organized sports is a is a great teacher uh, of life. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a, a similar experience where I didn't know I was a leader. Hmm. Um, and it was, it was a coach that had to point it out. So the summer going into my sophomore year of high school, mm-hmm. so there's about five of us and we all, you know, we worked harder than everybody else and we were, we were all sophomores. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it came time to separate, you know, sophomores only the deciding factor yeah. between JV and varsity mm-hmm. and all four of my friends ended up on varsity. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the coach like, man, I'm faster than this guy. Come on. I'm stronger than this one. Mm-hmm. I tackle better than all of them. Like, how come I like I'm supposed to be on varsity? Like, what's the deal? Mm. And he said, if I put you on varsity, who's going to lead everybody else? Mm. And so, you know, he saw that I was a leader and that that needed to be developed mm. rather than, you know, just, yeah. you know, for my ego, me yeah. playing up a level. Yeah, that's real. And that takes it takes someone from that level to see it. Yeah. You know, to let you know, like, boom, this is what you got, bro. This is what you got. You got this in you. And you like, yo, I never saw it. I never yeah. know, saw it by myself. That's that's dope, bro. Yeah, man. So um, just a, a little bit of a of a transition. Let's get into uh, let's get into uh, Shrop Don't Stop. Oh, what man. What we got going on with that? Man? Oh, Lord. Shrop Don't Stop. What it do, good people? Oh, man. So it, it you know, in the pandemic, man, um, um. Uh, you know, I was I was so locked in at what was going on with Corona, what was going on with Black Lives Matter and all that. And it was, it, you know, and for the black community, we felt like it was two pandemics that were going on. Oh, that yeah. was in your face that you saw what was going on with, you know, with with police brutality. And and, you know, it, it, just, it was just all in your face, man. So and, and I was getting caught up in that. And God was showing me like, you got your own pandemic that's going on. Ooh. Like, you know, you got, you got, you got, uh, you got an issue with your weight. What you going to do with it? Okay. And like, um, you know, you got to change that because, um, your world can stop if you stop and, um, health is and, wealth. Come on. So that was like, so, um, just how the world shut down. What happens if you shut down? 
what would your family look like? You know, you so focused on not getting killed by the police. You better get killed by that pork chop sandwich you've been eating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so I realized about, you know, um, and so I just got into this kind of health journey. But I also realized um, something about me was, man, every time I start something, I never finished it. Okay. And, and and it dealt more than just working out. It was just anything, projects, tasks, whatever. And it, it has partially because I get so excited. I want to jump to the next thing, not seeing something completed. And I want to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And I, and I look back over, you know, a span of five months. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest with you, I can look over a span of five years and see so many uh, loose screws, and I never tightened this boat in. I never tightened that boat in. I never. Okay. So many things I started, but I never finished. Yeah. Because I was so eager to start it. So that's why I say, man, we got. We, I said, man, whatever you do, man, just don't stop. Yeah. Shop don't stop. Yeah. And so, um, so I started on this workout journey, and I did stop, and I was like, crap. So uh, I I was rolling for like three months strong until I got true story. People don't believe it, man. I was <laughs> I was working out good. I was I was doing good. I was practically like on day like sixty five. I was walking past the house, and a dog named Barack took off. And Barack was a pit bull who didn't like he was gonna slow down. And <laughs> I took off running, and I felt my hamstring pop on both legs. Hip flexor went out, Bro. and I was like, "Somebody get your dog! <laughs> Somebody get your dog, man!" I'm like, "They just like, I knew, I knew something was up." I was walking down the street, and I heard someone yelling. It was the owners. I was like, "Barack, Barack, Barack!" I'm like, "Who is yelling for the president?" <laughs> I'm like, "Somebody love the president, you know?" So I look around. They was like, "Sir, sir!" I was like, "Uh oh!" They was like, "I." I was like, if anybody yell for their dog and then they start yelling for me, I'm like, yeah, I, I should, I should be running. Oh yeah, you've so, been in uh, trouble. <laughs> so man, and uh, I ran into somebody's garage. Instead of this, they don't even know why they paper towels is all over their garage. I threw everything, <laughs> boy. I man, yeah. So and I went back up the house limping, and my wife called me tomorrow. She said, "Honey, I know you out in the walk." Be careful. I just saw the dog pass by. Be careful. Okay. I was like, the dog was running because it was running after me. She's like, what you say? I said, I said, forget it. Forget it. So, um, and uh, it was crazy, man. But I end up pulling my hamstring, both legs, and my hip flexor. And uh, and that was October, like mid-October. And it's what? We March, May now? What? Yeah. yeah, May now. So, I hadn't been back on it since okay but so we're back now we back we okay. back we back i went i went back hit my trainer back up i was like bruh and it's crazy man i, I had dropped down like 20 pounds and i gained 27 more pounds oh, back on. so i was like man shrop don't stop and i said the the thing about the shrop don't stop campaign is whatever you do whatever happens just don't stop you know, you may hit some bumps in the in the roads. You may hit some pauses. Right. Just don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop. To, so my goal, my number one goal today, how much weight you gonna lose? I was like, ain't nothing about that. It's really about just finishing. Yeah. I yeah. just want to finish, and yeah. um, it really is about weight loss. But truthfully, it's about life. Yeah. Shop don't stop. You know, whatever it is you said you're just gonna do, man, finish it. You know, I'm learning to do less but do more. Okay. So I'm trying to do, I'm trying to maximize the little bit that I do 
because I could be all over the place trying to get, you know, whatever needs to be done. Like, nah, scale back and and less focus in these three areas. If we can't make happen in these three areas, we're not doing we're not gonna do it. Okay. And yeah. so I'm trying to do less, but with doing less, I'm doing more in that. And I'm learning I'm I'm more effective. My brain is more conscious when I'm doing less. Yeah. And um but uh but through that channel I'm doing actually doing more and I'm being more effective. My family seeing I'm being more effective. You know, I'm not super, super busy. Um but uh but yeah man, so sharp don't stop. That's that's that, bro. And, awesome. and 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 on the way there, just encouraging other people to do the same thing. Yeah. Because um, I, I feel like that we we get comfortable. Um, you know, um, like I said, married eleven years, man, shrop don't stop. I ain't talking about divorce. I'm talking about don't stop doing what you used to do to to wow your wife. Yeah. There we go. Don't stop. Don't stop doing what you used to do when you with it for the first two months and the first two years. Don't stop that. So really, don't don't get comfortable. You know, so uh, that, that it's a reminder for a lot of areas of my life. And so I just believe that if I'm an open book and it, it, it's a it's a really uh, one of the things like, you know, if you know, you're doing that is it, it, to put you in a vulnerable place. But I feel like I don't I don't know where my life going in. So I know it's, it's a, so I, I just live it kind of like an open book. Yeah. And I'm like, I believe if I'm open and honest with my life, I believe it will help and change and challenge somebody else's life, too. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that's that shop don't stop, man. Yeah, man. So you know, anybody can can be motivated enough to start something. Yeah. And the one thing that all successful people have in common is that they didn't quit. Didn't quit. You know, that's it's not it. that they were more talented. It's not that they were more special than anybody else. Yeah. It's just that they didn't stop. Yeah. And so you know, with that in mind, like what what keeps you going? Man, it goes back to what we said in the beginning, family. Yeah. I was I was in the work I was in the work in my workout and uh we was on our third set uh we call it slap push up. So you literally take your arms, lift it up and you slap the ground and you push up. Slap the ground and you push up. Slap oh yeah. So, so everyone's like the first one. Yeah, boy. Yeah. And so <laughs> um and so I was beasting the the, the first, you know, two sets I was on I think yeah, so it was in set three. And he was like, This I want you to do twenty instead of doing ten. Uh, he said, I want you to, uh, you was doing 10 reps. He said, so you did 10 reps, knocked that out, 10 reps, you knocked that out. And he said, and I was, I was prepping to do 10 and the next time. And it's crazy how your mind goes mentally. Cause when I got to nine, my mind was like, okay, we hit 10, we done. Right. And he said, go to 20 at 14. My body was like, bro, we done. And I, and for whatever reason, I saw my son looking at me. Okay. <sighs> okay. Boy, talk about it. <laughs> I saw my son squat down. I'm in the gym, just me and him now. Me and yeah. me and my trainer, and uh, shout out to Kurt Walls. Uh, uh, it's just me and Kurt in the gym, and I just see my son squat. My my one year old, I see him squat down, and he sees daddy, mm -hmm. and I could, I I just press, I slap that ground so hard, boy. I just let's go. So my motivation is my kids. I yeah. got home, I just I just hugged them. And uh, yeah. he just looked at me like, what? And I was like, man, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I said, you pushed me today. He just looked at me. He ain't know. I said, you pushed me today. You pushed me to that next level. And that's what's my biggest motivation is even in comedy now, even like what I put on YouTube, I got to answer. So uh, uh, it's, got, it's two parts because I got to answer to God when I die. Right. I got to answer to him now, mm -hmm. you know, but 
But I pray, oh God, grants me with life where I get to be old and gray and, and be with the kids. Yeah. But I got to answer to my kids too. Right. My kids gonna right. ask me questions and they are gonna say why. So that daddy, this was your best. Oh come on. This come was on. this this was this was your best. Yeah. Because we know we know whether or not we're giving our best. Yeah. We always know. This is the blueprint that you gave me, Dad. You said, Shrop, I hit you up about jokes. What if my, what if my, I don't want my kids to have to go outside the camp to learn how to do what daddy does. Right. They should be able to see daddy's life and see the blueprint that dad did and be like, man, I can go to the best in the, in, in the comedy game, but dad did it so well and was so authentic and was so dope in it. I really can stay in dad's blueprint and win. Yeah. If I can't leave the blueprint from my kids and I missed it. And so I got to answer to my kids. When my kids look at my YouTube channel, when my kids mm -hmm. looked at this, they're going to they're gonna know what was popping during this time. And they're going to ask me, yeah. Dad, why weren't you doing that? Dad, why didn't you do that? I can't tell them that because I was too lazy. Right. And I can't definitely tell them I didn't know because yeah. we, we live in an internet world. It's we at live your in land, we live, It's at your fingertips. So, Dad, you didn't want it. What, what, what was it about me that you didn't want to press? Yeah. So, I got to answer to my kids one day, man. Yeah. And uh, I want to leave a great legacy for them. I want to leave a great blueprint for them. So, that's what pushes me. That's what drives me. Um, when you look at, uh, from a health perspective, now, I love to eat now. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, I love me a brisket. <laughs> but at the same time, it was crazy when I was doing... Uh, when I went to the doctor, just a regular checkup and they did family history, I didn't know that, um, let's say if my dad had a heart attack, mm -hmm. that now puts me at risk, you know, um, and, and my dad probably didn't even have any pre-existing heart conditions. But the fact that if my dad had a heart attack, my mom had a heart attack that now puts me at risk for a heart attack. And it hit me like, man. My wrongdoing can put my kids automatically at risk, quote unquote, at risk. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, what I do now really sets my kid up. Yeah. You know, it 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 will what my uh uh my negligence can put my kids into a criteria. Yeah. You know, it's almost like how poverty works. You know, because I can easily put my kid into a. I, it hit me the other day and said, I, "It just, it just came to me. It was like, you know, your kids will live in the world that you create." Absolutely. And I'm like, "Yo, my kids can eat ramen noodles or ramen, however you say it. I mm -hmm. say ramen. I don't know. You, your kids can eat ramen noodles every day, or they can have salmon and broccoli. Yeah. It's it's whatever the world that you create. They can they can they can they can go to the park." for recreation or they can go to disney world mm -hmm. you know uh, uh, it's they live in the world that we create for them yeah they they can know poverty oh they don't even have to know who he is yeah they 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 they, they, they live in the world that we create and um and so um that's my driving force man um uh, my, my 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 kids my family uh my wife um that's that's at the end of the day that's all i have and um and um and and it goes back to what I said about my parents. What I'm, I would already re respect them for being my parents. It's just, but they have another level of respect from me is because I see how they act in public, mm -hmm. and I also see how my parents act in private. 
and it's actually even better in private. Wow. And they dope people in public. Yeah. So, um, that's, I just, I just want to be that. I don't, I don't want to be this great funny guy in the world, but I'm losing at home. Right. You know, so that's the biggest thing, man. Winning at home is everything to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Um, man. So, you know, if you, if you had to, um, you know, if you had just a few minutes to talk to somebody, Mm -hmm. um, and they just were asking for, um, just a little bit of advice Mm -hmm. of, you know, maybe they're, they're struggling or, um, thinking about, they've started something thinking about giving up on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you've got just a, just a few seconds with them, um, to encourage them to keep going. What's, what's your message to that person? To not overthink it, to know that you are enough. You got everything you need to get it done. Greatest he that is in me than he is in the world. You got it and finish. Um, You were created to win, not created to lose. So just do what you was created to do and just do it. That's what I would tell them. That's what I would tell them. Find something that would drive you. Yeah. Find something that will motivate you. Find something that will push you. Um, and, um, and if you can't find anybody, I know a perfect person go to a mirror and is looking right at you. Yeah. You really wants to win. The you inside of you really wants to win. Oh yeah. It really, really wants to win. It doesn't want to fail. So don't fail that person. So just show up, have the battle. Like my, my, my trainer curses, have the battle is just showing up, just do it. And if you really, and if you're really also being technical with it, if you really struggle and you really struggle with like giving up and you f- like failure and you keep on going through a cycle, if you're going through cycles, you got to change your environment. Yeah. Yeah. Get around people that's going to challenge you. Get around people that that's not going to allow you to fail because maybe you're not strong by yourself. Let's be honest. Okay. If that's the case, it's, it's called self-assessment. All right. Get around people who are strong. Yeah. Get around people who will challenge you. Get around somebody who can say, "Hey, that's 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 not that yeah, we can do better." Get around those people. So change your environment. Environment is everything. When you're exposed to something, when I always I, I, I love talking about exposure. When you're exposed to something, your mind can't go back to the same thing because it's exposed. Right. It's, yeah. it's been challenged. It's been stretched. So exposure. Expose yourself to it. But environment is everything. Um, um, watch your circle, you right. know, and um, and like we said, everything's at your fingertips. Maybe, uh, and again, I'm saying it's because I'm cutting out all excuses for you. Uh-huh. Um, maybe you can't find a person. Hey, go on YouTube. One of my, one of my, outside of my father, one of my biggest mentors is on YouTube. Yeah, Eric yeah. Thomas. Boom. Yeah. Plug that in. Feed it to you every day. Yes. Les Brown. Feed it to you every day. Feed it. Feed it. Feed it. If you feed it, it will grow. Yeah. If you feed it, it yeah. will grow. So, um, so it, if you're listening to this, man, you you can win. Stop saying the negative things to your mind. Stop saying it to your mind. Stop saying the hateful and the hurtful things to your mind. Because if you feed it, it will grow. If you feed yourself negativity, negativity will continue to grow. So change the words, change the sentences that you're saying to yourself, and 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 grow, become, and be the person that God called you and created you to be. Man. That's it. Yeah, that's the environment, man. Everything. We got to create it. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Got me fired up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Before we close out, man, anything else? Uh, hey, anything man. else for the listeners? Hey, man. Oh, I, uh, 
hey, stay on stay on the journey with me. Trap don't stop. Uh, follow me on uh, Instagram. Tim Shrop Comedy is the main page. Uh, I'll try my best to keep you laughing, and uh, and I'll try to motivate you, motivate you as well. And um, if y'all see me miss a day of my workout, y'all be like, "Hey, bro, you talking that stuff on the podcast?" <laughs> Accountability. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, hold me to it. And I, hey, I set myself up by putting it out there. But um, but go get it, guys. Go go be all that God called you to be, man. Um, control the twenty four, man. Control the twenty four. Everybody has twenty four hours, and um, just make the best of it. Make the best of it. Make it memorable, and um, and uh, just win, win, just win. Find yeah. a Find a way to win. I promise you, it's it's find a way to win. There's always a way. There's always yeah. a way. There's always so a find way. a way. Whatever area you're in your life you're losing in, find a way to win. And so it you know it, it's better on the winning side. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, Tim. Dude, proud of and you, man. Thank you for doing this, man. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for being a part of what we're trying to do here. Uh, really appreciate you and your time. Man, love um, it. But yeah, so hey to you, the listeners who are listening, uh, thanks for rocking with us for this long. And thanks for, um, you know, thanks for your time and thanks for being attentive. And, you know, like we said earlier, just pass this episode along to somebody else if you got something of value from it. And uh, we will see you with another episode soon. Thanks for listening. I'm finna take it there. This time around, I'ma make it clear. Spoke some things into the universe and they appear. I say it's work that I won't say it's fair. Find your purpose or you wasting there.